Welcome to round 11 of No Cap with the man himself, Double S. How are ya? Yeah, very, very indifferent, Oracle. I'm actually very sad, disappointed, joyful. Oh, what the f- Yeah. The reason why I'm disappointed is the first coach to get sacked for the year is ours, Trem Barrett, Baz. He quit. He resigned. Whatever. The first coach gone. Yeah, right. They didn't sack him, so... Well, who knows? That's the biggest story of the week. So, obviously, we're Bulldogs fans, okay? We we've, been, we've been defending the Bulldogs to a fault, maybe. Obviously, we've always had a long-term view of the Bulldogs. We know what they were trying to do, right? But, after beating the Roosters, we both thought, a lot of Bulldogs fans thought, that was the turning point of our season. That was the start of something Do you really think good. that we beat the Roosters or we just got lucky? Because we got lucky with both our wins this year. It's luck. It's not winning. All right. The two points are winning. All right, Oracle. All right, Oracle. The, the, Relax. The, so, the they, so they just ferried their way in and they just... Yeah, yeah they yeah, did. They didn't work they hard. They fluked it. They didn't work hard. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> if um, The Cowboys game that we won, uh. by two points, by the way, it was 4-6, the game. If it wasn't for a knock-on or a forward pass... Towards the end of that game, we would have lost it. If it wasn't for Joey Sawali's foot on the line and an obstruction call in the Roosters game, we would have lost that one too. Sorry, stop. I'm going to stop you right there. It's ridiculous what you're saying. They won. They earned the win. Stop it. They earned the wins. They actually pulled up for both games. They're two top four teams and we beat them. This is my problem. You can't, after beating the Roosters then lose in a pathetic fashion against Canberra, and then lose in an even more pathetic fashion against Newcastle, two of the worst-performing teams, current worst-performing teams in the NRL. True or not? True. And we just played them both into form. Like I joked about the last two weeks, because that's what we're capable of. We can do that. That's what teams look forward to. That's why a lot of teams look forward to versing us. If he wins those games, he's still there, Trent Barrett. That's the truth. I believe Gus wanted Trent the whole time. But here's my theory. You've got a club like Canterbury where directors are elected every two years, which means you can lose your spot every two years, and members of the league's club. So Uncle JK will be looking at losing his spot if Bulldogs can't fix the situation. Well, obviously that's a possibility. But my point is when members that put you in there are hounding you as a director, as directors... And telling you you better do something, we're not accepting this. Pretty much their position's threatened, right? And then the directors lose faith in you. Here's what Gus did for Trent. He said, walk with your dignity. You're saving yourself and your future prospects. Or if you choose to stay, you're risking it because people are going to come out against you. They're going to knife you. They're going to assassinate your character. They're going to ruin your future prospects. He has no choice but to go at that point. Is quitting and resigning the same thing? Yes. As a Bulldogs fan, as all Bulldogs fans, I'm pretty sure. Beating the Roosters, then losing back-to-back games to the two worst-performing teams in the NRL, it does not make sense. Do you reckon our win against the Roosters was because of Gus? I don't know. Putting that spray? I don't know. I don't know, but on the surface again, outside looking in, it looks like they responded more to Gus than they did to Barrett. Do you know what I find disappointing? Is players that have come out in the media from that top 30. 
and said, we, we wanted to play for Barrett or we were playing for Barrett. Where were you playing for Barrett when you were losing these games? In, in a sense, they did. Because How if you, did they if when you, you got If up? you look at the games that we've played, okay, go through all the results, yeah? Most of the games have had a chance to win. Most of the games have had a good chance to win. Most of them except for two. What's the two? The Melbourne game. The Melbourne game and the Penrith game. That's it. And what? what who are they? The, the two, two best big, sides. Uh, the two best sides. So, again, you talk about luck. We, we could have beaten Brisbane the first time. We could have beaten Manly. We lost by one, by four. You know what I mean? But it's just the fact that when you get a big win like that against the Roosters after all that, yeah, after trying that hard, what happened the last two weeks? Why did all of a sudden, you know, you play like that? That's the problem. So you're telling me that we're going to come out and beat an understrength Tigers team with no Luke Brooks and no Dane Laurie this week? That's a good chance. And, and no maybe Luciano Leilua? Yeah, but they've got another player, Brent Naden. <laughs> the fallout has begun. Brent Naden left um, today. Uh, Brent Naden's left today, but he's in their reserves. You think that they're going to move him up straight away? No, they'll play him. Why did they buy him then? I don't know why they bought him. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, he hasn't been performing well for us. But I think the emergence of young guys and Gus, I think that was a Gus move. I'll be honest with you. Again, Gus beginning a clean out. Yeah, I think so. No, no. This is a Naden going. No, no. It's a Are Gus sure? move. Yeah, it's a Gus move. It's a Gus move. It's not a Naden because he want to play for Trent Barrow. No, it's bullshit. It's a Gus move. He's told him you can go. Jack Hetherington, I've heard, is next. He's on the way out. But why would you tell Jack Hetherington to go if he's still recovering from a shoulder injury? I don't know. That's again. Who knows why? I'm just telling you what I've heard. Just telling you what I've heard. I'll tell you something else about Trent Barrett that was wrong. He picked a team against the Roosters. He didn't stick with the same team the next week. Who did he change? All I know, and look, I know one player doesn't change everything, all right? But Josh Jackson didn't play that game. That's what I know. And Josh Jackson is the captain of the club. I get that, yeah? But Trent Barrett had a flaw where he was trying to turn the captain, Josh Jackson, into bloody Isaiah Yo. Why he persisted, why he kept going with it, I do not understand. It was clearly never working. You saw when he took him out, he put a young gun like Max King in there, locked to do a job. We scored points. <laughs> we scored more than one try. We gave it to the Roosters. Our efforts were rewarded. So you're telling me that Gus's next move is to give Josh Jackson the, the, the word that he can start looking? Okay. Gus Gould has said yesterday on 100% footy that there's only six players contracted in 2024. 2024. Yeah. But do you know what 2024 means? What? Do you know what that means? That means 24 players had just got the word that they're not needed. Telling you right now, most of them are not needed. So he'll they'll go to him and ask for early releases. No, they won't be asking nothing. They're gonna be scared shitless. That's what they're gonna do. Who's gonna buy them? You think they can all go to a different club, earn the same amount? <laughs> what are you talking about? But I'm just saying that's one example where Trent Barrett should have backed himself. Maybe he was under pressure to what pick a certain play team. Your, play your I don't know. In reserve grade. See what I mean? Why? Who gives a shit? If it worked, why do you not stick with it? If it works for you as a coach, why do you not stick but with it? But the reason why he didn't get picked that round is because he had the flu and COVID. Okay. And they won. And they won. 
And did they win after when he came back? No. Back to my point. Why do you not back yourself? That's just the one example. But my point about Barrett is he never backed himself. He wasn't strong enough to back his judgment, back his gut feeling. He's a great coach, Trent Barrett. I think he's a really good coach, yeah? He's had now two opportunities to coach in the NRL. Once at Manly, second time at Dogs. Okay, results aren't going his way. But what I'm saying is his flaw is that, that example, I believe Barrett never backs himself and never had the guts to go against the grain like you. You just question him. What, you're going to play captain in reserve grade? Yeah, he'll play him in reserve grade. We were going shit. What is he owe? Who's he owing anything to? What is he owe to certain players that didn't stand up? What? He owes them nothing. They're then, not doing a job then, for him, mate. Then why wouldn't um, Gus and Mick Potter tell Dufty this week you're in reserve grade and give the reserve grade fullback a chance? Why wouldn't they tell JMK you're not flashy enough and bring Josh Cook up from playing off the bench? Because they yeah. won with them. <laughs> what are you talking about? They won with those guys. I'm just giving you an example of a change that he made. It worked. He should have stuck with it. I'm telling you, he should have just backed himself. He didn't. Mr. Tupine is back in the side this week. Yeah, again, look, it's just again they're going for a they're going through a transition phase. The Bulldogs obviously you get the news today that apparently Mick Potter, your old mate, Potts, Big Potty, he's he'll be taking. That's the, what I'm joyful about. Yeah, he'll be taking the reins for the rest of the year. Obviously, you've worked closely with him for the last couple of years. How is he as a coach? The last few years, yeah. Because I started with him as Parramatta GM at Wenny. Yeah. Well, how is he as a coach? He's pretty good. Yeah. He loves his players. Yeah. And he loves his teams and he'll, he he works hard for what he loves. Pretty successful um, too. Pretty successful too. He was at the Tigers. Didn't have success there, but hopefully... No, no, I'm saying in New South Wales Cup, he's been pretty good. Yeah, last year he was pretty good. Yeah, but then obviously this year they split both. Uh, There's two New South Wales Cup teams for the Bulldogs. Yeah. And <laughs> Mounties didn't get too many um, first, first graders. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, you mentioned him back at the Tigers. He was getting ripped a long time ago. Look how long it's taken for him to build up a reputation. Again. Again. But now it's a good opportunity for him to work with first graders again and prove that he is a decent coach. I don't believe he's there for the, for the Bulldogs long term. I don't think that's the plan. What I do think is that Gus is giving him an opportunity to show what he can do as an NRL coach again. Because there's a lot of other jobs, I reckon, that are on the, on the hot seat. There'll be a few more coaches to go soon. So Gus is doing him a favour. If he can do well with this group till the end of the season, it'll help him. Can I just say one thing? And this is a warning to the current top 30 first grade players at Canterbury at the moment. Yep. Be scared because he doesn't like losing. He doesn't like losing in first grade at all. And if he loses, he goes in and tears shreds into you because you're a first grade player. You're meant to know better than that. Players like Mr. Dufty and whoever's not performing, be scared. He demands professionalism, demands demands the maximum effort, the yeah. maximum focus. Maximum focus, maximum professionalism. He, he demanded that from a New South Wales Cup side that had no first graders in it. Zero first graders. Yeah. And they were, yes, losing games, but they weren't getting flogged. They were showing him the respect that he deserved as a coach. They put in for him. They put in for him. Yeah. There's a difference between losing and not putting in and losing and showing your effort. I don't think he has to even tell them because they already know they're all on the hot seat. Like exactly what I'm saying. Gus has said that 
There's only six players signed in a year and a half in the squad. So everyone's on eggshells right now. He doesn't really have to push that narrative. They know they're on the hot seat. They either perform or they're not going to have a job very soon. Everyone's on notice now. Can I just say to the fans and the members, please be patient. We're not the first club to go through this transition. Mm. We're not the first club to win a wooden spoon and yet still be at the bottom of the table. There's many clubs have that have gone through this. Newcastle, Parramatta, uh, uh, just uh, a few names. South Sydney is one of them. Let's just be patient with our GM. The GM that we've currently got in at the club is on big dollars and is considered the godfather of the NRL. So you got the CEO, Peter Vinlandis, up here. Right underneath him falls Phil Gould. So please be patient and please... If you're going to get angry and get angry at someone, it's a board. But again, be patient at Phil Gould. He's doing more good than being at that club. He's making the right changes. He's making the right moves. That's his job. And look, to be honest, in the end, Trent Barrett took the bullet for a lot of people. The problems in the Bulldogs is deeper than Trent Barrett. He's the head of the snake, so he had to go. He had to eat it. Just to... Everyone was angry. Members, fans... Everyone, everyone was angry. That's got to do with the Bulldogs. I care about the Bulldogs. That relieved that, that stress, that pain. You feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. But the problems run deeper than that. I think Gus is good enough to get to the bottom of this. Like you said, we've hit rock bottom. And I think now things will be put in place. Things are now getting put in place. That's what I forgot. Who will coach the Bulldogs? We've been talking about it off air. But who will coach the Bulldogs from next year? Who do you think should be the coach? Well... We spoke about it off air, and the two names that are on the market right now is Cameron Seraldo, the assistant coach at Penrith, and former suspended coach and former Cronulla coach. Premiership uh, winning coach. Premiership winning coach at Cronulla, Shane Flanagan. Now, Mr. Phil Gould, Godfather Phil Gould, likes Shane Flanagan as coach from long, long ago. So, from yeah. when he coached under 20s or reserve grade at the Roosters. Yep. Now, Shane has rebuilt and won a comp rebuilding a side. So, he's the most ideal coach. And the reason why we're saying that he's ideal is we could build something that close to what Penrith have, where a father-son combo where... The father comes in and gives his son a, a kick up the bum. Uh, is that it? Is that what you wanted to say? Yeah. Nothing uh, for Cameron Serraldo? Um, Sure. Cameron Serraldo is also a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let the Cameron Serraldo part for you. Well, Cameron Serraldo has been the defensive coach. And they've been the best defensive team for the last two years, the Penrith Panthers. So, obviously, he's got some runs on the board there. He's probably the best young coach available to take an NRL job, but... We have to be patient with him. We have to be patient with whoever. Are we going down the same road like Trent Barrett? You know, Trent Barrett was the best available coach when we got him, apparently, because he did rebuild their attack in Penrith. People in Penrith will tell you that he rebuilt their attack. Can but if he's got the right people around him, and he's got the backing of everyone, and they just let him do his job, he could probably bring us back up. Gus said something very important yesterday. He goes, this job is for someone experienced. That's why I think he's leaning towards someone like a Shane Flanagan, who went into a club that was at its lowest point, that were the worst club in the NRL, and he built them back up into a premiership winning side. No matter what he did, no matter what band he copped, they still won the premiership within five years. 
So he's got big runs on the board. And his son's there. And his son's lacked confidence ever since he got to the Bulldogs. He lost his confidence. Does anyone going to bring back his confidence? It's Papa. Surely it's his dad, yeah? Surely his dad can give him the confidence again. That's all he's lacking to play his game. One more comment. Let's say he goes with Cameron Tanaro. Can Bulldogs afford to put in another rookie coach in place for this side? Like I said, I, I don't think they're going to go down that road. I don't know if Cameron Sorrell actually wants the job, to be honest. And, and I'll say something, yeah? People saying that no one wants to go near Bulldogs. Are you fucking serious? Like, they've got some really good players coming in next year. And they've got cap room for the year after. And they've got good young guns coming through now. You know, we've seen that debut of Jacob Carraz. Awesome. Kids like Paul Alamotti are trying to chase him. They've still got him coming through. you got Kikau coming in. you got Red Marnie coming in. you got Orion Sutton coming in. You're building something now. I mean, you look at Craig Fitzgibbon. Look what he's doing at Sharks. They had a shit loss on the weekend. But they he's been bought pr- literally two players and they've been on a winning... T- yeah. They had a winning... He's come, in, he's come in and he's made them really good team again. I personally don't think they lose either way. I think you get a really good coach, young coach in Cameron Serraldo, who can keep for a long time. Or you get Shane Flanagan, who... You know, again, has really good runs on the board and rebuilding the club, and his son's there. Well, what happens if he can't get neither? That's for another show. I think we've spent enough time on the Bulldogs. But uh, moving on, it's Origin in about two weeks or three weeks, if anyone forgot. We'll name our Queensland team this week, but From to be fair, to seventeen. Yeah, but to be fair, we didn't come up with it. Did you come up with it? Because I, I couldn't give a shit about Queensland. No, Did you give a shit about Queensland? No, our so. mate, our best mate, TH. That's a former uh, analyst on this show. He's actually a Queensland fan. He's He has no affiliation with Queensland. He wasn't born there. I don't know if he's ever been there, to be honest, but he's a big Queensland fan. But anyway, he's uh, sent in a team, and uh, he's predicted game one lineup. At number one, you got KP Kalen Ponga. Two coats, which if he's not available, um, he would like to see Cobo be given a go. Three, Gagai. Four, Holmes. Five, Oates. Six, Munster. Seven, DCE. Daily Cherry Evan. Eight, Josh Papali'i. Nine, Grant. Harry. Ten, Cotter. <laughs> Sorry, one sec. Stop. Grant, Harry. Harry, Grant. Jesus Christ, yep. Cotter from the Cowboys. Eleven is Jai Arrow. Twelve is Kurt Capewell. Thirteen is Tino. Uh, Tino. Sue Malawi. Yeah. Fourteen is Hunt. Fifteen is Carrigan. 16 is Fafita, and 17 is Francis Moller. Yeah, fair enough. It's a solid team. Got an issue with the seven. Daily Cherry Evans. He's past it. they got to get over this shit. Honestly, they got to get over him. Who would you play there? Sam Walker. You serious? Give the kid a go. You think the skinny little kid from the Roosters is ready for a go? Did you see him play against Parramatta? Yes, I did. I watched that entire game. Did he play well? Amazing. Okay, so what's, what's your point? He deserves a crack. If he's playing that good... He's in a good team. He's going to be in a probably even better... Actually, that's questionable. He's going to be in an even better team. In a similarly good team at Queensland. <laughs> Maybe worse team. I don't know. He's got quality around him, all right? But if he's going to go there, he's got Cameron Munster in the house with him, Caelan Pong at the back, Harry Grant. And you got Ben Hunt on, on the bench. Come on, there. man. This kid can do a job for you, Queensland. All right? I get last year. He was the first year. You wouldn't put him in. Give him a crack now. They've lost three of the last four series, Queensland. Then again, I don't give a shit. I hope they lose the next ten series. Well, but yeah. if Queensland want to win and they want to have a crack, Billy Slater, you want to have a proper crack, pick Sam Walker. Pick him. 
We don't know who the Queensland selectors are actually going to pick. We don't know. But they probably will pick DCE. But they got to get over him. He's over the hill. It's not like he's done wonders for Queensland the last couple of years, DCE. Didn't he win them a comp in 2020? He won it for them. Um, he won it for them or someone else won it for them? Cameron Munster. Oh, okay, so I didn't know Cameron Munster and DCE were the same person. <laughs> I didn't know that. What? He didn't. He just he was a passenger in that. Oh, he did his job. Sam Walker is a game breaker. Sam Walker can win you a game. They say he can't do that anymore. That's my point. They want their Cleary. Your Cleary's there. It's Sam Walker. What happens if they lose game one and two with DCE? Do you reckon they bring in Sam Walker for game three? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But like I said, I don't care. I hope they don't pick him. I hope they pick the worst side ever. I hope they lose the next 10 series. I don't why, give a shit. why do you care? You're a Roosters fan. No. All I care about is I want a proper game. I want a good game. They got embarrassed last year. What did we forget about what happened last year? There was only game one. And they got belted at home in Suncorp game two. I actually forgot game two too. Yeah, they got belted. They weren't even in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, why do I care? But other than that, the team, yeah, it's okay. Good luck to you. Um, that's it. We're at the end of the podcast yet again. Yep. Uh, what did we learn today, Oracle? We learned that when you need to make changes in your side and you've made them and it worked and it got you the win, you don't change them. Yes. Any last words? Um, I wanted to ask you a question from one of the fans, but let's see if I can find it. Ask me a question, Arikwa. I ask you the question. Why do teams sign players that perform at clubs like Penrith, like the Bulldogs have signed a centre this year, and I'm pretty sure he looked like a good prospect, but halfway or a quarter of the way through the season, they just let him go? I, I'm not sure. Why did I pick him in the first place? Yeah. Because maybe they had a bit of success and they know what success looks like, so you try to trust that. They'll bring a bit of that to the club. Was that the real question or was there another question from our mate? Uh, you want me to ask that question? Well, I thought that was what you were going to ask. Uh, no, no, I'm not. No, just ask the question. Um, okay, our mate our mate from Instagram. His Instagram is at TH. Yeah. He wants to know who you think is the hottest um, player in the NRL. That's the end of the show. Um, Oracle, been a pleasure. Yeah, it has. Do you want to answer that question? or? Um, I was hoping not to. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Uh, take um, care. Enjoy the footy. See you safely. next week. Sorry? Bet safely. Responsibly. Respect each other at the grounds. That's all I have. Good night.